Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're studying the book of Romans and learning how the power of the gospel impacts every part of our lives. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. As we continue our study of the book of Romans, we're in Romans chapter number, let me get adjusted here in my chair, Romans chapter number eight, and we'll begin in verse five today. I did want to say a word about Israel. Um, Most of you know that I own a little company called Land of the Bible Tours, Land of the Bible, that's one word, or treat it as one word, dot O-R-G. And obviously, we have been on hold because of the conflict in Israel. But uh, in my conversations with my partners uh, in country, it seems as if tourism will be back and going ahead full steam in the fall. So all of our fall trips are currently on schedule And we'd love to have you join us and come to Israel and just see the land of the Bible firsthand. It'll really help your understanding of the Word of God. And then we also go to Greece, and I'd love to have you come on one of those trips as well. So keep that in mind and pray for us when you think about it. We're in Romans 8, as I said. Look at verse number 5, where the Bible says, well, let's go back one verse just to bring it into context. The Bible says that the righteousness, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Not because we're righteous, but because when we trust Christ as Savior, we receive the very gift righteousness of Jesus imputed to our record. And now with the life of Christ operating within us, think about that. The righteousness of God can be revealed in our lives, in us And the Bible says in verse number four, who walk not not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So that's both a a description and a condition. So let me explain that. So when, when you trust Christ as Savior, the spirit of God comes and lives inside of you. You are a new creature in Christ. The the old man is dead. You have the new man of Christ, the Christ life that is now yours. So in that sense, you are perfect. You are declared to be perfect and justified. But there's a sense in which the new man, the the, the life of Christ in you does not sin. It cannot sin. It's born of God. And yet we still continue to sin. Why? Because we have the imprint of of the old man still kind of tattooed on our flesh. And so there's this war uh, among believers, inside of believers, and that is the war of the flesh, uh, the, the carnal desires, and the spirit. And we've talked about this over the last couple of episodes. So when the Bible says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit— uh, there, there's two two ideas here. Number one, obviously, the we will ultimately see the fulfillment of salvation in us who have been saved. We're, we're saved body, soul, and spirit. And one day, full salvation will be ours because even our body will be made like unto his glorious body. And we'll see that as this chapter unfolds. But there's a very practical sense 
in which the Apostle Paul says this as well, and that is that as believers now, we have the option to live in victory or to live unwisely by the priorities and impulses of the old life. And so we don't want to walk according to the flesh, but we want to walk according to the Spirit. Why? Because now we have the Holy Spirit. Now we have victory. Now we have the capacity to live the life that pleases God in the Spirit. So it's in that vein that we introduce today's episode, verse number five, where it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. So when you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, there, there was a, 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 a transformation that took place, and it's now a new mindset. Uh, it's now an entirely different perspective, a way of looking at things. That's why the Bible so often refers to the importance of resetting and renewing our mind to bring freshly into perspective uh, the things that are true about me. So Romans chapter 12, for instance, uh, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, right? Uh, not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the, the work of transformation in our life is a matter of, yes, I was justified, saved from the penalty of sin. But there's an ongoing progressive transformation that is taking place as I cooperate with the Holy Spirit of God, as I allow the Word of God to have fertile soil in my heart, as I allow the Spirit of God to help me to be conformed day by day into the image of Jesus. And so I want to make sure that my mind, that's why the Bible says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Ephesians chapter 4. The mind, put on the mind of Christ, Philippians chapter 2. So understand that spiritual victory is begins not in with what we do. What we do is often simply just the expression of what we think. And so the battle is the battle of the mind to realize who we are in Christ. Dead, the old man is dead, alive unto God. Reckon that, activate that truth in your life. And then make the conscious, willful decision, I'm going to yield myself to the things of God. And I'm going to say no to the flesh and its impulses. I'm going to say yes uh, to what the Holy Spirit is whispering to me in that still small voice through his word, understanding that now I have liberty to do the things that I'm supposed to do, the things that I couldn't do when I was in bondage in the slave market of sin. Wow, what great liberty is ours in Jesus. Look at verse number six. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So before you were saved, you couldn't be spiritually minded because you weren't born of the Spirit. So you were on the road, the destination to death. Why? Because sin always brings death. Now, how sad is it for a believer who now has been released from prison, who now has the Holy Spirit of God living inside of him to think like the world, 
That's why the Apostle Paul was just so exasperated with the people at Corinth, his children in the faith. Why? Because they were spiritual, but they were acting like the natural man. And so when a spiritual man acts like a natural man, an unsaved man, the Bible says that is carnality. That's carnality. And there was strife and division and uh, there was compromise and all of what describes Corinth and the church at Corinth. And Paul said, that exasperates me because that does not have to be true. So where is the battle? The battle is in the mind. To be spiritually minded is life. That's where the abundant life really has value. That's where we live in victory. But to be carnally minded is death. That brings spiritual destruction. That's the, that's the, the dead-end road. Look at verse number 7. Because, so anytime you see the word because in the Bible, you're going to see a reason supplied. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Now, that's strong language. Spurgeon said, it's not at enmity with God. It, it is enmity with God. It's the enemy of God. That kind of thinking is the enemy of God. I think about what James said in James chapter 4 when he said, ye adulterers and adulteresses. That's strong language. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. So there it is. When we show solidarity with what our former life commanded us to do, uh, the imprint of that old man upon us, or what the world and its system is enticing us to do, we are actually living in the enemy camp. So the Bible says the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. No, uh, the, the, the old man, he's rebellious. He's not subject to God's law. No, he wants his own way. He wants his own thing. He want, he's a rebel at heart. And the Bible says in verse number seven, neither indeed can be. So even if the old man wanted to obey the law of God and wanted to live by God's righteous standards, he couldn't. And we've seen this over and over again. Why? Because man is unable to please God in the flesh. That was true before you were saved. And listen, that is true after you're saved. We don't please God in the flesh. Paul said, having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? He was speaking to the Galatian churches and saying, these Judaizers that have come in and have told you that, hey, you have to somehow do this and this and this and this and keep this law and all of that in order to please God, they are messing with your understanding of salvation. No, you weren't saved in justification by your works and you are not being saved in sanctification by your works. Works are simply an indication of a heart that is captured by God, a mind that is yielded to his spirit, uh, a, a heart that is motivated by his love. Don't look at works as what I must do to please God. No, if you're saved, you, you please, God is pleased with you. You're his son. You have that identity. You're his child. 
So now act like who you are. You're not working for God's acceptance. You're working from God's acceptance. And there ought to be great peace in your life to know I know who I am and I need to act like it. And then God has given me the power, the impetus through his spirit to do the things that I couldn't do before. And so, wow, what a mindset. Look at verse number nine. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And we're going to end there for today because that's a, a summary statement. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So an unsaved man obviously cannot please God. Why? He has no capacity to please God. We read in Hebrews chapter 11 that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so people that live by sight, live by rules, and live by trying to measure up, and live by faulty comparisons, and live by uh, their perceived standards of righteousness, they can never please God. They will always come up short. And that's true of a Christian as well, who reverts to that legalistic mindset in his Christian life. I'm putting air quotes here for those of you that are listening uh, via the audio. And the point is, no, we please God by faith as we live by the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's not about primarily what you say no to, but no, it's a matter of what you say yes to. Because when we say yes to God's control, necessarily the works of the flesh and the attitudes that characterize them go away. And the fruit of that walking in the Spirit is all the things, become all the things that, that ought to characterize believers, love and joy and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, self-control. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we delve more into the passage, but that's it for today. So we'll stop there at verse number eight, come back to verse number nine next episode. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, take a moment to subscribe or share the podcast with a friend. Until next time, God bless.